Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are things going for you, buddy? Too hot here in Los Angeles, I would say. Yeah. Um, LA too hot. I'm trying to remain chill, both temperature wise and emotionally. So what are we talking about? Ice cubes in the pants? Yeah. Ice cubes in the pants. Ice cube on my stereo. Sure. <laughs> I'm in ice cube trying to get into ice cubes pants. <laughs> yeah. If only... Oh, I'd have forgot. Who's ice cube married to? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. If I could have even thought of a different type of cube, all I could think of was the Borg cube, but I wasn't sure if that was even called a cube. Oh, yeah. There's some bad guys from Star Trek. Yeah, they do fly in a cube, though. I don't know if they, like, internally within the Borg, you know, like, organization, it's known as the cube. What else ends in cube, even? (sighs) Ice cube. There was a series of horror movies in the 90s called Cube, and then there was Cube 2 colon Hypercube. Oh, so Ice Cube's wife is named Hyper. Right. Fine. (laughs) Good enough. Right. Not good, but let's move on. Um, No. So here's where I'm at, Jesse. I'll let you know where I'm at. I am at that phase where I am finishing up a project and I have a work project, uh, not a, you know, crafting project. I don't, I don't mess with that. Yeah. You don't fuck with macrame. Not my speed. Might help you be more chill, but not my place to say anything. (laughs) Uh, I have some maybes for my next project, but, um, you know, show business, so many ins and outs, so many uh, variables, so many maybes. Show business, seven brides for seven brothers. (sighs) You said it, my friend. Yeah. And this is usually the time when I freak the fuck out. Right. Lose sleep. You know, automatically, as soon as the thing ends, it's like, well, that's it. I'll never work again. It kind of spirals. It kind of leads to, you know, and a goat's going to chomp off my penis and then I'll die alone. Like, this yeah, is I the, mean, I relate to it completely. This is the flow chart. I'm not as deep into show business as you are. I'm on the periphery of show business, but I have those same feelings all the time about the goat. Yeah. So I think where I'm at is I'm trying to like, God forbid enjoy the slow time. God Mm. forbid I'd enjoy myself while things are slow. That's kind of what I'm, that's the conversation I'm having with myself right now is like, hey, it's a little slow. Historically, you usually find something else. So just enjoy it. Maybe work on a personal project. Maybe relax a little bit, you know? Finally get to that macrame. Yeah. Well, not for me, thanks. But. Mm, Could help you be chill. Anyway, so that's that's just kind of where I'm at. Not a not a funny bit, but I'm just kind of trying to let you and the listener in emotionally. What would you do in personal time? I mean, I think that like me, you're a person who responds to peace by disturbing it. Oh, yeah. Just a person whose entire life is a desperate run from an imagined bear. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the bear. I haven't heard the bear, but I suspect the bear exists and he's ready to chomp on my nuts just like that fucking goat. In my case, it's a desperate run from an imagined bear and toward a real bear, mm. rapper and actor Ice Cube. Sure. <laughs> but Is he considered a bear? I don't know. I just I just nominated him for... I mean, he's a little... He's got a soft physique, right? He's husky, yeah. Yeah, he's husky but charismatic. Isn't that the main yeah. quality? <laughs> he's probably hairy enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, Jordan, yeah, given free time, given right. quiet, do you have anything to go to? Do you have any chill activities in which to participate? And I'm just going to start by saying that 
underground street fighter tournaments in abandoned warehouses do not count. Oh, <laughs> well, I you know, that's funny. I was on Twitch today watching a little bit of Evo, which is like the world championship of Street Fighter. Oh, well, that's chill enough, I guess. Yeah. Who, who won? The, the yoga guy with the stretchy arms? <laughs> no, yeah. The actual, so the actual characters don't compete. These are <laughs> Why humans. not? Well, who competes if it's not the characters, Jordan? Not real. They have the background compete? <laughs> yeah, the elephants and the <laughs> 50s cars. <laughs> the city of Las Vegas. <laughs> These are all things in the background of Street Fighter levels. Should we find out what our guest would do given the yeah, opportunity wanna, to I, take some chill our time? Guest. Our guest is a very funny person, but also a very emotionally present person. Mm. And I think they would have a great perspective on this. Okay, well, well hold on, Lizzie. <laughs> Stand-up comic, star podcaster of Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. Lizzie Cooperman. Hi, Lizzie. I'm sorry that I interrupted you. Guys, I, I just, just wanted to share your name. Bursting with bear facts. I am okay. bursting <laughs> at the scene. Now, what kind of bears are your expertise? Well, what's so crazy is, so on my podcast every week, I have the listeners vote between two options of what I should do next. It's like a choose your own adventure, but with my life, essentially. Jordan was on. His episode is incredible. Please listen to it. And there was an episode involving the Eagle Rock bear. Which oh right. Eagle Rock is a neighborhood here in Los Angeles. Yes, probably best known for being where Elliot Kalin lives. But secondarily, for a giant rock that at certain times of day the shadow looks like an eagle. Third, for a bear, I haven't heard about this bear. Well, in 2021, there was a bear discovered in Los Angeles on the streets of L.A. The bear went to Eagle Rock because he's getting super into Frosé. <laughs> He got a SAG card. He moved to LA. He was walking around in Eagle Rock. And more recently, they just found two more bears on a freeway near where I live. So I live in Eagle Rock and they found two bears roaming or strolling down the 210 freeway. Oh my gosh. A few weeks now, ago. I had imagined them maybe behind the wheel of a Fiat or something. <laughs> when you describe that. An MG, like a little roadster with their hair, you know. Right. In the wind. Just by the way, Ice Cube married to Kimberly Woodruff on April 26, 1992. Ice Cube married Kimberly Woodruff, born September 1970. They have four children together. Congratulations, Ice. Congratulations, Kim. Great to hear that. So there were, there have been three bears in Eagle Rock. Where are they coming from? There have been more. So then I. Occidental College. Yeah. So there were were three bears and. They each had a bowl of porridge. They all had a bowl of porridge. By the way, I live right by Occidental College and there's a big house, like an old looking house that has a giant COVID symbol on it. And my friend and I were walking by like, what is that place? And then we saw these two college girls kind of like rolling suitcases. It was a couple months ago. And we go, did you just finish spring break? And they go, we got COVID. We have to go to COVID house. So there's... What? There's like a <laughs> frat? <laughs> but everyone yes. has COVID? Yes, that's exactly what it, it looks like a sorority house, but it just has a giant COVID symbol on it. So if wow. you get COVID and my friend and I were like, that would make an amazing reality show. So they're always blasting. <laughs> Like party tunes, like cough, 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 cough. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Jordan. That's the most recent party song that I know. Right, right. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so. Wait, so hold on. I, so you moved yes. next to Occidental College. Was that on purpose or was that by accident? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I like that one and not the cough, cough, cough song? (laughs) Who knows? Why 
Why is a rainbow beautiful? <laughs> what is a podcast if not talking? Sure. So I was Sorry. worried about running yeah. into the bear because I used to walk. I'm doing the Noom app. It's been very helpful post pandemic to get my health back on track. And I want to do 10,000 steps a day. But then I saw this That's story great. about these great bears goal. on the 210. And I, it just kind of went down a rabbit hole of like all the bears in the area. And then the producer of my podcast um, said, oh, yeah, this woman um, I'm friends with just sent me a video that like her not her ring light. I'm like, the bear was auditioning. It had a ring light <laughs> on his ring camera or on her ring camera on her right, front yeah, door. The home security camera. Yes. Yeah. Like bear, the camera on a doorbell. A bear yeah. just walking back and forth in front of her. Apartment. It's got to be terrifying. Do you think the bear was scoping her apartment? I'm not sure, but I ended up calling all these bear experts for my show because I, I thought I'm never going to be able to get a hold of it because there's a really quick turnaround on my show where I have to get the experts. I have like a day to get a hold of everyone and book it and make sure I can get them on the phone. So I put calls into all these different bear experts. I was just looking on Facebook and asking, does anyone know, you know, someone who has experience with bears? I got a hold of one guy. <laughs> can I just say, Lizzie, you put that on Facebook. You're going to get a lot of yeses. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of phone numbers. Right, right, right. I mean, I guess it depends what social circles you roll in. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> I know that were I to put that on Facebook, I'd get a lot. <laughs> what did you end up finding out? So I talked to this guy. His name was Chuck. He worked at a place called Bear Aware in Montana. And he goes, by the way, not surprised that the man's name was Chuck. That uh, yeah. <laughs> that really Seems tracks. exactly right. Well, what's crazy is he was amazing. He gave me great advice about he, he, he goes, well, you have to get bear spray. And I'm just imagining myself walking down the street in Los Angeles with this giant like canister of spray, like on a holster or something in my yeah. quaint little you just, neighborhood. <laughs> you hold it in your hand. The thing about bear spray and I, I have bear spray. The thing about because my cabin is in a very bear intensive area. So if you're going for a hike, you have to bring bear spray. And the thing about bear spray is that it basically comes in a fire extinguisher. Like it is, you get a container of, you know, four gallons of bear spray that you have to like pull a ring and hose a thing and it's gargantuan. Right. No, it's not I like it a little up. like mace thing or something. Right. There's no target sample size. No. Right. <laughs> There's no travel bear spray, unfortunately, for those of us who are concerned about airplane bears. <laughs> Don't you hate it? You get seated next to a bear. He's unwrapping a salmon that he brought with him. Oh, are you going to oh. eat that right next to me there? Oh, buddy. Where are you putting those entrails? Sure. Well, Jesse, did you pull the trigger? Have you ever pulled the trigger? I've never pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger to buy bear spray. I've never encountered a bear in the wild, though on a story I've told a few times on this show, a bear did come to visit outside my dad's window one time when he was asleep. And it eventually tore the door off my shed. <laughs> just the door of my shed was locked with a padlock. It did not break the padlock. It just tore the entire door off. Bears are very powerful creatures, it turns out. Sure. The paws, the claws. I mean, right. need I go on? And I mean, they're great with berries. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's another quality of bears. I think they can run like 60 miles per second. This guy told me. Holy moly. They're that seems fast. about right. Right. That fits together. What do you think they are? About 20,000 pounds right in there? Like 20,000, maybe Gotta 30? Be. I would actually Gotta guess be. eight or 900 probably. Yeah. Right? I've seen bears that are what? 14, 18 feet, Jordan? Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So anyway, this guy said spray a wall around you. Oh. But then, oh. so then I talked to him and now still the messages from bear experts are trickling in. I just got one today. And are people like 
calling bullshit on Chuck. They're like, no, no, no. Chuck really. Chuck's a moron. Don't listen to Chuck. You Chuck don't spray a, a wall. You spray a Z. Chuck right, right. is a famous fucking bear dickhead. Every, yeah. All everybody in the bear community hates Chuck. Right, right, right. But he's the one who responds to everybody's phone call first. That's the thing. So he ends up on NBC News or whatever just because he was willing to answer an unknown number. Mark my words. We're going to be watching Werner Herzog watch a tape of Chuck's death in five years. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be heartbreaking. We're going to watch the, him watch it. Lizzie, did the other bear experts correct Chuck or or add to Chuck's feedback? They just wanted their moment in the limelight. Yeah. Oh, wow. So these people were slow on the trigger. Right. And they fucking blew their chance at celebrity on Lizzie Cooperman's podcast. Exactly. Exactly. There was one guy at like North American Bear Center or something that this woman said, Spencer's giving a tour right now. He can't come to the phone. And I said, it's time sensitive. I'd love to have him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Now Spencer's coming in hot. I, I've gotten more than one message. I've received more okay. than one message from Spencer. And what do the bears even want a tour? They know the territory. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it's there's little factoids, little pieces of history that you miss, right. you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. They voted for me to overcome my fear of bears by walking. I'm I'm taking care of my friend's dog right now. I'm letting it, it out every day at like 1 p.m. By walking to his house while listening to Clan of the Cave Bear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the erotic caveman <laughs> fantasy novel of the late 1980s. That is so funny that you remember it as erotic because when I was young, my parents were watching it and I was supposed to be in bed. And I remember coming downstairs and seeing like Daryl Hannah on all fours, like, <laughs> like grunting. And I was like, what are they doing to her? And my parents were like, go to bed. <laughs> it's bear stuff. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> right. We're just sharing a blanket. <laughs> well, I meant Daryl Hannah, not my parents. Right. right Your right. parents were sharing a blanket with Daryl Hannah? <laughs> Sounds like fun. Lizzie, I wanted to get your perspective on this thing that I'm experiencing now where, you know, between things, a little slow. How do you react to those just like ups and downs? Do you like freak out as soon as things get slower? Do you have the ability to enjoy it? I'm like, is it that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> no, you come across as very, you know, very present, oh, okay. very in the moment. Okay. I am trying to tune into a higher vibration mm -hmm. and I did reach a low point and not to keep talking about my podcast, but it is my entire life right now. Last week. Same, same here. Really? Yeah. I'm getting really into knocking salmon out of rivers <laughs> and onto yeah. the bank. Lizzie, I spent literally 30 hours this week coming up with that. Was it by accident bit? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it. I rewrote it. I got together a little mini room that included Alex Kurtzman and Blinka Patch was Blinka there. Blinka Patch, Diablo Cody, all the greats. <laughs> you know what I think? And we worked David shopped Mamet. It. David Mamet. Yes. I was a little hesitant to bring in Mamet, you know, at yeah. this point, given some of his takes, but ah, oh, that, I mean, his dialogue still just sparkles. Yeah. I anyway. feel like, first of all, do you have a daily ritual? What's your morning ritual? Oh, well, I, I wake up, turn on my good friend Gail King on CBS <laughs> this morning. What time are we talking about getting up, Jordan? Are we talking about a 7.30? Uh, oh, no. So I wake up, I, I naturally, I have a very strong internal clock. And even though I have not like had to report to an office in some time, uh, I still get up at 6.30. I just kind of get up at 6.30 and like sometimes I can fall back asleep if I really like, if I'm on like top of my breathing and shit, but usually about 6.30. Gail's there. 
for Gail's you. there. She's um, ready. What about John Dickerson? Is he around sometimes? No, Dickerson isn't on CBS This Morning anymore. Sometimes he'll pop by. And sometimes if CBS This Morning is being interrupted for the January 6th hearings, he'll be mm-hmm. on. And I Great. always like that. I always mm-hmm. like it when to see John, uh, you know, breaking down democracy's right. fall. Good morning, you say. <laughs> I have well, some frosty flakes. <laughs> I say this because I feel like an anchoring activity works in the morning. It helps me. I've been doing the artist way for 97 years. Gosh, Mm -hmm. I have had the artist's way on my bookshelf in plastic for about 97 years. Two therapists ago told me to buy it. (laughs) And I did. Have I opened it? I have not. Okay. I cannot recommend it more, actually. I believe it. I believe that it's good. I've heard the more prospect people. of engaging in unbounded creativity is so terrifying to me, so completely emotionally overwhelming. The thought of having to write down any idea I had without judgment. Judgment is all I have. Harsh mm. self judgment is the only thing that keeps me running from that invisible bear and towards Ice Cube. Oh my God. So, no. So, basically, no morning ritual other than like keep judging then. Yeah. But no, something like are you actually able to get up and like crack the journal yes. and just like free associate? So, this is what happens. So, I do the morning pages every day. I write three pages, stream of consciousness, longhand, but things pop up for me while I'm doing the pages. Ideas, people I should call. I never stop writing to do the thing. I always just like write it down in the margin, like call this person, remember to do this. And it kind of allows me to sift through. It's almost like, guys, you know when you boil milk? (laughs) I know you've been boiling a lot of milk lately. Isn't there like a film or something when you boil milk? Like it's like, yeah, it gets a gross film on top. Yeah. Why do you boil milk to make like jello or something yeah you boil milk to make jello jordan that's how making (laughs) jello works i don't know you could boil milk to make hot cocoa Mm -hmm. how about that but you don't want to boil it because it will get a gross skin what you you want that's why you want to simmer it you want to keep it below a boil oh is that the secret i got milk skins as wallpaper right now (laughs) (laughs) so that's anchoring for me i have to say though i do go into panic Right away after the morning pages? In lean times, I do experience the emotion, but I just kind of let myself feel it and know that it's temporary. That's really healthy. That's really nice. I think, Lizzie, I'm not a a therapist, um, but I've been in therapy a long time. And my understanding is that when you recognize a negative emotion, when you see it coming down the pike, what you're supposed to do is stop it. Keep it outside of your body. And make sure that you have, at the most, no feelings. Right, right. Shove it down. Yeah, maybe a giggle once in a while. Right. Or a little bit of mild aggression. Right. But only the kind that leads to posturing, not the kind that leads beyond that. (laughs) Besides that, you just block it out. Just lock it down, hold it out, build the fence, put the bear spray. Do you know what? My friend, I was working with this friend doing a show out of town and he said he was doing somatic healing where he said, when I feel something that's uncomfortable, instead of shutting down, I just recognize where it is in my body. Like for me in my, I guess my sternum is where mm. I get like a, sometimes it catches for me. I've got a tight sternum too. I experience a lot of sternum feelings. Yes. And it's like a shame. It feels like shame or it feels like I'm supposed to shut down when I feel that. I'm not supposed to say the thing that I'm about to say. It's actually happening right now. I could just feel it. I can... (laughs) 
I can feel an ache in the sternum and it's just like there's a little dad under there not coming to my t-ball game. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just a little, the little dad that lives in my sternum and couldn't make it to the t-ball game. Right. I get that same tightness too. Same place. Uh, not from bad feelings. It's when a storm's a coming. Uh. Right. <laughs> Your trick sternum's acting up. You have yeah. RA. You got that artificial sternum in the war. But besides that, yeah. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Lizzie. You you see you feel it in your. I've had uh, on my metaphorical bookshelf two therapists ago. My therapist recommended somatic healing to me. Hmm. So. Oh, interesting. Well, there my you go. friend said that to me, and it's really been helping me because I feel that. And I go, I acknowledge it in kind of a friendly way. Anytime I feel it, I go, hello, sternum. <laughs> Mid-conversation like with tea? people. <laughs> yeah. I have bickies. I like to, yes, it sounds like maybe what you're leaning toward is kind of greeting your anxiety with a kind of Dickensian accent. Yeah. Yeah, not putting a judgment, a value judgment on it. What's all this then, governor? Some unfounded anxiety here for no reason. When right. I recognize my anxiety... I'm never hesitant to give it a second helping of gruel. Yeah. <laughs> if it needs more porridge, it gets more? more porridge. You want some more? Fair enough. Can I tell you something, though? I just had a major shift occur in my life like a couple nights ago. Oh, my God. Where, because I was kind of feeling like oh, things have actually been pretty up and down for me since... March of 2020. But I was thinking back and I'm like, I had- Did a you have a significant birthday or? <laughs> I lost my favorite scarf in March 2020 and I'm not, oh, I just haven't God gotten back on it. my feet again. Not the poochie one. That's a great right. one with bold graphics. Right. I love that you know that. In March of 2020, were you just disappointed by Vin Diesel's portrayal of your favorite comic book character, Bloodshot? Yeah. <laughs> been tough bouncing back. Yeah. He didn't understand the character. He didn't get the nuance. Bloodshot's a nuanced character. But you know, I have good ones. And we talked about this. Actually, I used a phrase that you coined today. I had breakfast with my friend and I said, I'm really feeling like I'm going to have a robust August. Oh, okay. That is a Jordan Morris coined term because I said, I want an abundant July. And then you said, I would like a robust August. But remember, when you're having a robust August, without a base, without a trace... Right. Yes. We we actually celebrate a holiday on this podcast, Lizzie, and we, we've not addressed it. And, uh -oh. you know, we just want to wish our listeners a happy anal August. Oh, my God. Just remember, without a base, without a trace. Yes. It's a celebration, you know, not just of the erotic power of the prostate, hey. but <laughs> of openness, of openness, of trying new things, of oh saying yes. So, I feel like Clan yeah. of the Cave Bear kind of fits into that. It mm -hmm. does. <laughs> sure. It's in yeah. real well. I mean, at the end of the day, which of us wouldn't do butt stuff with a bear? <laughs> in this case, a real, like a, the animal, a bear. <laughs> right. We should ask Chuck about the logistics of that. <laughs> yeah. Do we have Chuck on the line? Lizzie, can you, if Chuck isn't available, just have the other guy from the bear center call in. He's yeah. so fucking thirsty. He'll do it. He's so thirsty. <laughs> I should just have a bear expert only episode. Because yeah, some of them like say, it. there was one guy on a YouTube video who goes, you've got to shake a bag. You just shake a bag and go, go away, bear. Go away, bear. I got a bag. <laughs> I'm not afraid to use this bag. This was to get the bear to leave? Or yes. It's a cloth bag. It's to encourage the bear to take it to the farmer's market with him. Do you have to have a noisy bag? Yeah. Like maybe what, you know, those kind of like those reusable shopping bags, but not the soft kind, the kind that's kind of hard and laminated. Right. You know, it's not like totally hard. It's just really crinkly. The one that kind of smells like Meyer's lemon. Right. Yeah. 
I always have a bag and I fill it with my favorite Power Violence albums. <laughs> sure. <laughs> kind of a challenging hardcore genre. Yeah. Myers Lemon Spray, I just associate with people who are environmentally conscious. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you see the Myers Clean Day product in right. someone's bathroom, oh, yeah, you that's know what it is. this person cares. Yeah. Clean this day. person cares enough to pay a little bit more for soap. Right. Yeah. This person cares enough to choose a false independent product. (laughs) Jordan, to further answer your question, I was having a moment where I thought, what am I even doing here? And I tend to go to extremes. Sure. I would say it's not my strongest personality trait. I feel that it's almost a weakness to go, I'm just going to sell my car and move to New York every other week, you know? <laughs> so last week Wait, so I did that. <laughs> so, you, so when you panic, your your panic leads you to want to move to a more difficult city? Right. right. <laughs> I'm like, I want to pay more for rent and live in a one bedroom with a black pleather sofa. It's all this space. That's what's driving me crazy. <laughs> Why am I not showering in my kitchen? I got to change this. So my last episode was called Carvana or Arcana, do I sell my car to Carvana mm-hmm. or do I become a professional tarot reader? Wow. So where did we land on that? Have the votes come in? Yes. When does this come out, by the way? It's come out Thursday. 2024? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Thursday of 2024. Well, so does mine. Yeah. So. It's a very important birthday for me. Yeah. Really? And Vin Diesel's got a new movie coming out that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> He's playing Ninjok. <laughs> Will he ruin Ninja like he ruined Bloodshot? Lizzie, you, characters. you ended up at this because you felt like you needed a change in direction in your life. And so you put that forward to your audience. Right. Like a major change. Some of these things are medium changes. Both of these are pretty significant. Can we be told what one? Yes. So they voted Arcana. Mm. Oh. The tarot deck for listeners is... For tuppies. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did my research. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. The deck is separated into major and minor arcana. So like major arcana is like the empress, the sun, the devil. And then minor arcana would be like two of pentacles. Vin Diesel. Yes, two Vin Diesels. Salad fork. (laughs) Actually, salad fork would be major. Oh, okay. Mama's family. (laughs) Mama's family. Mama's family is minor arcana, and the Carol Burnett show is major arcana. Right. (laughs) We all know this. Jackson five. (laughs) Jackson five major, the Jacksons minor. So I put it out there and I said, if you vote arcana... It already set up on my website that you can get a reading already. But if you vote for that, I am going to have my fake booker because I created a fake booker named Joni Diamonds in another episode. I'm going to have Joni start booking me at parties. I'm going to get listed on like tarot reader websites. And my hook is that I'm going to do it like it's blackjack. Oh, so you're going to like chatter while you like, all right, step right up, find find, a visor and sleeve guarders. Find the devil, find the devil. For the parties. I think I'm thinking of three card Monty. Sorry. Either way. Yeah. This is going to be more of a visual because I actually do care about tarot and I'm I'm an experienced tarot reader and I don't want to, you know, demean it or insult it in any way. Like that in some way would would feel sacrilegious to me. Sure. Like suggesting that Vin Diesel is one of the... (laughs) 
By the way, I would not be able to pick Vin Diesel out of a crowd. (laughs) He's tough to spot. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all distinctive. He's the one that looks like a moving steak. (laughs) If if you're like, why is that steak moving around? So they voted Arcana. And the next day after that episode came out where I just presented the ideas, I booked a ton of tarot readings just from mentioning it and saying it's already up on my website. The one-on-one readings I'm doing in a very straightforward way. There's no costume. There's no, I'm just thinking when I go to a party, I'll have the green visor and a card shuffler. Right. I think that's perfect. What about sleeve garters? Because what if you have a five of pentacles up your sleeve? Right. They have to send a cooler over. Has that ever happened to you? (laughs) You get banned. She's got too many major arcana. For counting counting tarot cards. Joe Pesci comes and hits their hands with a hammer. (laughs) These fucking MIT quants keep trying to beat tarot. Have you thought about just to kind of, you know, heighten the blackjack experience, maybe hiring a... 60-year-old cocktail waitress to bring someone a watered-down G&T. Now, that's a good idea. Well, I do need photos. If you would like to play that role, you can be in the background of my headshot. (laughs) You know what? I'll do it. Like we said, I'm kind of, I'm in a slower period. I have some time. I will dress up (laughs) as a cocktail waitress. You already have compression hose. Yeah. I'll try to nicotine stain my fingers and teeth. (laughs) How do you know about compression hose? I'm a elderly diabetic. (laughs) He's got compression hose in different area codes. Lizzie, what are you getting paid? That's my question because you're a professional here. What's your hourly? I have a drop down menu. Okay. I mean, that's the way to do it. If you're going to be a pro, you're going to need a drop down. You don't just, you can't just have anybody type any goddamn thing into that box. One thing I learned was people have to specify the time zone because I've already made a few errors there. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Need the time zone. 15 minutes is $30. And no more of this Galapagos bullshit. Time zone. <laughs> the Galapagos, are they under, do they have their own time zone? Yeah, they got a whole fucked up time zone that I'm not going to do any fucking tarot readings at. And 30 minutes for $50. I did a really, I'm going to say the cards are hot right now. Oh, yeah. Really? I had one today that was so spot on. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. I see myself as an interpreter of the cards and it's kind of a museum of the moment, you know? I do not know what that means at all. It's a way for you to interpret your life through these images, through the information you're receiving. It just drops a new lens on where you're at in your life. Do you usually advise people to hit or hold on 15? (laughs) Yeah. Do you double down on devil? God, I don't know enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know enough about blackjack or tarot to continue this line. Wait, that's so funny. (laughs) The reluctant prince. Is that one? The God, I, wouldn't you hate to go into a, a tarot reading and the psychic tells you, oh, that's a bust. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know 15 was the devil? No. Uh, no. That's what that number for the devil is in the tarot deck. Yeah. The okay. number assigned to the devil. Is there a reluctant prince? There are pages, there are knights, there are kings, and there are queens. Okay. Yeah. okay. And there are the bears. reluctant <laughs> prince, Jordan, is what I call my dick. <laughs> I call mine the robust August. <laughs> So what I'm saying is my life kind of changed overnight because now 
I'm booking tarot readings. My calendar is filling up oh at gosh. a time where I was thinking, oh, I really would like to start working again. I actually do miss office life. I love desks. <laughs> Me too. I also miss office life. I miss chatting around the coffee maker. I miss uh, having a running joke. I miss... Um, Your tuppies? Oh, yeah. My Tupperwares that I will <laughs> bring into the office fridge and then occasionally leave in the sink for someone else to wash. <laughs> like a real fucking asshole. I miss, yeah, I miss uh, somebody else cleaning my tuppies for me. Oh, I mean, Lizzie, at the point where you're getting 50 bucks an hour, was it a half hour? Yes. That's a hundred an hour. The point where you're getting a hundred bucks an hour, who needs fucking show business? It's just a bunch of disappointment. What are you going to go have one of those little tiny waters and have a meeting with some asshole agent when you could be getting a hundred bucks for the five of pentacles? You don't want the five of pentacles, though. No. Oh, what's, shit. The most, what's the most desirable card? I, I would say five of pentacles is one of the worst, actually. Okay. Five of pentacles oh, is like fuck. you're destitute out in the snow. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. That's like what I'm afraid will happen right, to right. me. Why'd you give Jordan a five of pentacles, Lizzie? Man. I think you brought it up. <laughs> that, no, that's it. That's in my head. As soon as I finish a project and as soon as someone doesn't email me back within one day, I go all five oh. of pentacles. Yes, that's it. Lizzie is holding up what in my head I think is my destiny, <gasps> which is wandering around in the snow with crutches outside of a church that probably won't let me in because I'm too <laughs> smelly and a goat bit off my balls. You know what the five of pentacle means? It means you're not going to get a fucking second helping of gruel. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I need right it. Oh, I need that gruel. Oh, please, sir. Please, says Jordan. Need it. Wait, so Lizzie, you also, and maybe I'm wrong about, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have also done tarot readings on your non-erotic OnlyFans. Yes. So they also voted on my show for me to start an OnlyFans account. And I do a daily tarot card that I pull for... For the um, subscribers. Now, I know that OnlyFans at one point tried to transition to non-erotic content. Right. Exclusively. They tried to just be a straight up, you know, Patreon competitor. Right. They immediately backtracked. And my understanding was that was because there was only porn stuff on there. That there was like one guy in a garage in Dubuque that was not showing his dick. And right. besides that, it was all <laughs> pornography. For a while, it was Mexican desserts. And that's when it was only flans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, only flans. Well, I interviewed yeah. someone on my show who has an OnlyFans for burping. Wow. What even led her to this was that she would burp on her podcast and she noticed that people in the comments would put time codes. And (laughs) she thought, what are these time codes? And she noticed it was every time she burped and people would go looking for them. And so she just, she's an, she burped my name. She was like, it was wait so is this does it have like a cameo element to where like you could pay her to burp whatever you'd like i need to apologize for even attempting that first of all no no you did a good job you did a good job (laughs) of like demonstrating what it was like but not making it like gross although apparently maybe people are into it so maybe we yeah i mean people have got to like that better than this right jordan (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I had the sternum i had the sternum ache as as soon as i let that no. Attempt at burping. No out. need. Relax your sternum. Relax your sternum. Okay. The burps are horny, right? This isn't. This is an erotic fixation for the subscribers. It's hard to say. Her friend was like, and I'm going to say her name so that you can subscribe and she'll get money. It's Christina Walkinshaw. Very funny Canadian Christina comedian. Walkinshaw. Her friend said people would pay for those burps. 
She said, mm-hmm. really? And he said, yeah, you should put it on OnlyFans. I don't really know what's erotic about burping. Maybe that it comes from within. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Bringing the it's inside out. Act. Yeah, sure. It is. It manifests up in them guts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I That's mean, where the burp is born. Anytime I'm tempted to have the thought, what, I don't know what's erotic about that. Mm. I just remember that I like to look at butts. Mm. Like, what's erotic about butts? You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, in the context of anal August, I sound a little silly. Sure, yeah. But what part of any eroticism is not completely absurd? The human body is awkward and grotesque. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it seems like there's somebody else in this chat who has never seen a Mr. Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go take a look at a picture of Vin Diesel and see whether it's awkward and grotesque. What's his outstanding feature, would you say? A beefiness. Yeah, a general chonk, a kind of of an aggressive chonk chunk like a strong stout solidity like he's a pile or a heap he's a pile of human a heap of human like if you imagine a thick mud or pudding but a very thick one like if you put let's say that you started with a pudding but you it was an instant pudding you put in two packets to the same amount of milk Let's say someone was collecting the skin from the milk they were boiling. And every day for a year, they (laughs) peeled away the milk skin. And flapped it onto a pile. And then put it into a white undershirt, a gleaming white undershirt, and then attached a crucifix. This is Vin Diesel. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. But I'm going to take a look at her picture. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, Jordan, this and every episode of Jordan, Jesse Go, supported by our audience, the folks who become members at MaximumFun.org slash join. Thank you, Maximum Fund members. You are the true heroes. Sorry, bad news, firefighters. <laughs> Unless you're a firefighter who donates to the show, then you're still a hero. Yeah, that's true. But I think only librarians support the show. That's true. Maybe they're part of a volunteer fire department or something like that. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah I mean, I could see a, maybe the graphic designer who made... A- <laughs> Uh, Something for the side of a fire engine. Yeah. Shirts for the picnic. Yeah. That kind of thing. We're also supported this week by the folks over at Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a service that connects customers with coffee that they are going to love from 20 bajillion sources, literally 450 live kinds of coffee from all over the country, independent roasters all over the country. Yeah. uh, I think uh, listeners to the show know about my personal coffee journey, which we talk about often. I'm uh, uh, historically been a man that, you know, enjoys very basic diner coffee. But recently I've been experimenting with some nicer stuff, some stuff with notes, some stuff with complexity. And uh, I had a really good time going over there to drinktrade.com slash JJGo and filling out their really fun quiz. You, you take a quiz about your coffee consumption. You know, for instance, I'm I'm a pod brewer. I brew via pod. I like a little cream in my coffee. I'm team cream. So you're answering questions about what you like and then trade, find 
finds the perfect blend for you. Uh, it's really cool. I actually got, after I took the quiz, I got Sight Glass Blue Boon from your hometown of San Francisco, California, Jesse. This is. Never heard of it. Oh, uh, beautiful city. Uh, great uh, fog that rolls in. And apparently, it's changed a lot in recent years. I had no idea. It has. It's changed a lot. Sight Glass Blue Boon is a bright, flavorful choice for pod brewers. Takes well to cream. Hints of ripe fruit, milk, chocolate, and citrus. I cannot wait to get my little mouths on this. Mm. Those sound like incredible notes, Jordan. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm excited for the hints of ripe fruit, milk, chocolate, and citrus. And the good news is that if you don't like this... No sweat. If they don't match it right the first time, they'll take your feedback. An actual coffee expert works with you to send you a brand new bag of coffee for free. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash JJGo. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash JJGo and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash JJGo for $30 off. We're also supported this week by the folks at Lumi Labs. Now, Jordan, you know a little something about microdosing. Oh, yeah. I uh, actually used Lumi Labs microdose the other night when I was having a little problem getting to sleep. Too hot in the apartment, you know, life's stresses weighing down on my shoulders like I was Atlas, whose apartment was too hot. Uh, <laughs> so what I did... <laughs> That was his famous challenge. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he had a wall unit in his living room, but not his bedroom. So yeah. Atlas, very hot apartment. Yeah. So what was great is I uh, I went over there to my Lumi Labs microdose gummies, popped one of those bad boys, and I got the slumber of a lifetime. You know about the trials of Hercules, right? Where he had to clean out an old swamp cooler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Didn't have an AC, just had a swamp cooler. Anyway, the point is these uh, Lumi Labs gummies are perfect for microdosing. They also have macro doses, Jordan. They have full-size doses, if that's your preference. Yeah. And the micro doses are available nationwide. So to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com code JJGo. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Lizzie Cooperman, Capital One. There you go. I mean, it's a great bank. One of the best. Would you say it's top 10 in the entire world? Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean, what are your top 10 banks? Going to be First National. That's going to be up there. They have a restaurant, don't they? First National? Capital One, I think, has a restaurant, actually. Great. I'll go to that restaurant. There was some bank that I used to work for, work near. Sorry, I've never worked for a bank. <laughs> God, I wish. But I used to work near a bank and they had like a cafe attached that was like very, you know, attempting hip. And they had these great ham and brie sandwiches for four bucks. It was wow. like the best work lunch. Great iced tea as well. 
this might have been a Capital One now that I think about it. Anyways, it it shut down the experiment of can we get people to hang out at their bank, who <laughs> apparently was a <laughs> foolish one. But these ham and brie sandwiches were killer. It was just it was the best, cheapest, ready when you get there working lunch. Anyway. Did you know that there's an HBO cafe? No. Uh-uh. Home box office? Because one time I was like, supposed to meet someone in the East Hollywood area. And I just looked up lunch and HBO cafe came up and I was like, what is this? Turns out it's inside the children's hospital. Oh, oh, I've been to that cafe. Not to brag. Wait, really? Wait, yeah, sure. Is it like, does HBO like sponsor it? Is it like, oh, we've given this gift to the children's hospital. So the cafe is named after us. They want to hook these correct. kids into the, and just like that, Enterprise Young. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, kids. Which one are you? Are you uh, Which Samantha? one are you? Hey, kids, meet your favorite characters, like Christopher Moltisante, <laughs> Omar. <laughs> and it's just big head characters of HBO actors. You know, Kevin's wife, my friend Kevin's wife, got hired to draw those big heads. Oh, that's nice. It's great. You know, it was really, that's why they're all riding skateboards and they have hearts for eyes. And they're wow, chasing. it's Michael Shannon's character from Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Ooh, dream on, they say. They're excited to see the stars. Brian Ben-Ben, is that the star of Dream On? <laughs> I'm going to get better because Arliss told me to. <laughs> Ar- Arliss helped me kick cancer. <laughs> By the way, I've never had ham ever. You've never eaten ham? No. (laughs) Wow. Are you like a lifelong vegetarian? I grew up Jewish. I mean, I'm still Jewish, but I grew up in a household that was like mildly kosher. Okay. So I just never... Are you curious about ham? Do you eat meat as an adult? Rarely. Have you had other porks? I'm going to say I was pescatarian for 13 years and I gained weight. And so then I was like, you know what will cure this? The Atkins diet. (laughs) I just swung completely in the other direction. I died on an ice skating rink, came back. Back. <laughs> Didn't Atkins die at an ice skating rink, Doctor Atkins? I hope I so. Don't, I don't know. I would. I thought that was just a random detail, oh. and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> now I'm a little. Listen, still very funny. I'm a little disappointed there was a logic to it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So have you had other? Like, did you have bacon when you were on the Atkins diet, for example? You know what I've had? What? Secret pepperoni. Ooh. Like you you tape it to the top of the top of your toilet tank inside the tank and like take it out and eat it and put it back in. I'm hiding in. pepperoni like in Pulp Fiction in my ass with a watch. Right. <laughs> You're like, it's the only place God can't see. Remember the days when people would do a half and half pizza? Sure. You're at yeah. a birthday party when you're Have young. Have those days passed? Do people not do that anymore? I don't know. I feel like maybe I just don't, I'm just not as social. I'm not sharing as many pizzas as I used to. Sure. You haven't been to Pizza and Pipes lately, the organ themed pizza restaurant. No. Yeah. So you blew it. Wait, that's so funny you, that you say organ. My, my tarot name was maybe going to be Organa because I play an organ on stage. See, it's Sorry. all coming around. <laughs> it's all. I just pick any cards. buzzword and, and run with it. I'm like, Capital One, ham, organs. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we have a lot of signature segments on Jordan Jesse Go, ideas that we've thought of. We don't. That we've created um, as part of doing our our daily pages or in the many writing meetings we have for the show, just overall through our creativity and and hard work and dedication. (laughs) Diablo Cody, David Bamett. (laughs) Yeah. 
Just the or Lawrence Castan. Secret pepperoni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when there's a sliver on the wrong side because the pizza cutter oh. went down and it leaves like an eighth of pepperoni. So then you get oh, just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the secret pepperoni you've mm-hmm. had. You thought about picking it off, but then you just said, mommy deserves this. Right, right. <laughs> mommy deserves Anyway, we think of a lot of great ideas for segments we and do. then have people call in for those segments. It's not just not people true. calling in with some random shit they wanted to call in about and then naming it, what it as is. though it was were a segment. It's not that. It's our creativity. So, Daniel, can you press play on one of these? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and wonderful guest. This is Emily calling in from Ann Arbor for your very popular segment, A Plus Animal Minute. Earlier today, I was going for a jog, and first I ran past someone walking a cat on the leash. Then I turned the corner, and there was someone else walking their giant fuzzy dog that kind of looks like a bear which was great. And then just down the street, I ran past a house where they built something that kind of looks like a dog run uh, with stones, but it wasn't for their dog. It was for their giant turtle who was out running there. And you know, it was a real great day. Love you guys. Love you too. Was it was it running though? You love to hear about turtle agility. Yeah. You know, when you go to the Westminster Turtle Show, hmm You love to see the agility demonstrations more than anything. I mean, look, there's a lot of adorable breeds and certainly some of them are working breeds. You have your hunting turtles, your cattle turtles. But at the end of the day, for me, it's all about the athleticism. Right. Sure. I went to a turtle race for my show. They voted for me to go to a turtle race. (laughs) (laughs) How was it? First of all, it was so packed. I had no idea. And this was in COVID times, right? This was Post, I mean, we're still in it, right? I, yeah. I was vaccinated. Okay. This was post-vaccination. This is maybe, maybe in that little zone where we're like, maybe these vaccinations will keep us from getting it. And then we're right. like, you know, yeah, yeah I, I know what you're talking about. Maybe even This later. wasn't like an illegal warehouse turtle race among like upper middle class, like affluent 23-year-olds in New York City. <laughs> This was at an Irish bar on the west side called like Brennan's or Brendigan's or something like that. It was at Bennigan's. <laughs> yeah. Turtles are all racing tradition. to eat bloated potato skins. It's time for us to race the turtles again. It was <laughs> packed. And actually, before I went, someone raised the question like, I just don't know if it's right for the turtles. Like, how do they? Right. Like, do they have a career counselor? Like, are they making choices that feel good to them in terms of their careers? I have to say, it was so loud. I was worried about the turtles because people were just, you know, they would let a turtle loose and it was like Coliseum style. You know, it was in the round like a Dane Cook special. (laughs) One of the turtles has like a pike and one of the turtles has a trident and a net. Well, I asked them, I go, where do the turtles actually live? And they go, oh, they live at the bar. (laughs) They're like, they run trivia night. They make the corned beef and cabbage. Right. But hey, if you're, listen, if your ladies left you, if you lost your job, you can sit down at that bar and tell that turtle your troubles. Right. <laughs> That's why they're called nature's listeners. Ho, 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 says the turtle. Have you thought about having a wee leaf of lettuce? It always gives me a fair bit of comfort. Sure. A stiff drink of bushmills. Have you thought about getting hit by a truck on the highway? <laughs> That's what we love to do. Oh Where are you sunning these days? <laughs> you don't want to get shell rot, do you? 
shall rot. When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's one momentous occasion. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, guest, some charming, funny person I've never heard of before. Uh, Calling in with momentous occasions. You've heard of it. Uh, I was out at a metal show uh, a couple of nights ago, or not a couple of nights ago, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago by this point. Uh, and I was on my tip, a few dudes from the, some of the bands that were playing. You know, it's a good night, having fun. Uh, the uh, third or fourth band that was playing, uh, I ended up getting punched in the temple by someone behind me. Guy apologized and said, oh, sorry, didn't mean to swing on you. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine, whatever. You know, gave him that whole, oh, my ex-wife punches harder than you do thing. Uh, shrug it off. Then the very next song, another stranger ended up punching me right uh, in the nose so hard he chipped my tooth. No apology from him. He was, like, doing some kind of like, weird karate dancing in the crowd. Uh, was nowhere near him. And uh, I think he ended up getting thrown out after that. Everyone else is just having a good time, just knocking each other around, you know, picking each other up off the floor. We knock each other over. You know, good vibes mosh pit. And, uh, you know, this dude just starts swinging all over the place. And uh, it's two weeks later now. Uh, and my nose bone is kind of out of place, and it's hard to clean my nose out now. But, you know. I thought that was fun. I just got punched by two strangers in the span of, like, five minutes uh, for doing absolutely nothing. Like the, uh, the first time, I wasn't even in the pit. I was just in the, at the front of the stage just watching them play. Anyway, uh, you guys have a nice day. I mean, sounds fun to me. That's pretty much my definition of fun. I actually have this caller's uh, GPS uh, routed through my computer, and it looks like the show they were at was... Um Crosby, Stills, and Nash? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would call that metal. Yeah, but... I mean, there's a thrash element. Sure, yeah. They play fast and hard, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think it's cool that we have a listener who's not afraid to fuck shit up in the pit. Yeah. Or get fucked up yeah, or get- <laughs> by a stranger. <laughs> Right, yeah. Outside of the pit. Maybe I'm being generous with fuck shit up. Who's not afraid to get fucked up in the pit and then call a podcast and whine about it later. <laughs> Can I ask you both a question? Yeah. Let's say a stranger punched you in the temple. Mm-hmm. Then they said, I'm sorry, that punch wasn't intended for you. <laughs> Would you be able to muster that kind of grace? Yeah, I... I think I would be afraid of this. I'm a I'm a fearful man, uh, sure. a coward. Yeah. So I think I would be a reluctant prince. Sure, a real reluctant prince. And I think I would be so afraid at what a person like this is capable of, you know? Like mm-hmm. I think I would go to like, oh, if this is a man who is sneak punching people, what else? You know, this is someone who has a razor blade under their tongue. This is someone who, mm. you know, will wait for you by your car. This is someone who has access to acid. Right. So I think like, I would not acid the drug, acid the oh right, uh, the acid thing the that corrosive... Russian spies pour on their enemies' faces. <laughs> yeah, I probably both. Honestly, I think this person could be fucked up on acid and then uh, splash me with corrosive acid right but they'd be more likely to be fucked up on something you can buy at a gas station (laughs) yes exactly yeah this is someone who knows how to get fucked up with stuff you can get at a 7-eleven yeah you know khalees was in the news the singer khalees she's great she was in the news for she had a little back and forth with some of the beehive Mm. beyonce's fans right and khalees is just very cool and uh very bright and i it reminded me that 
I saw Khalees in concert many, many years ago, 20 years ago now, at Maritime Hall in San Francisco. She she did an unannounced set on the OK Player Tour. Uh, the Roots were the headliner. And I had brought, my mom had expressed an interest in seeing The Roots. So I invited my mom to come with me to this show. That's a fun it was night. a stand-up show and my mom was 60, I guess, something like that. And a woman tried to start a fight with my mom and my mom shut her down so fucking fast and hard. My mom was ready to go. And I think my mom would have been right at home in this pit. Yeah. I mean, you've seen my mom. My mom has it. My mom's the Vin Diesel of moms. Sure. My mom's a brawler. There's no doubt about it. She's, she's made of shouldered. <laughs> yeah, she's 5'10", double pudding, the whole nine yards. She's like a jello jiggler relative to a standard jello. Lizzie, so what, what would you do were you to be punched in the head at a thing where you weren't expecting to get punched? Bear spray. Yeah. 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 Anytime I go to a concert, I spray down the walls. Yeah. Someone did punch me by accident once. How did you react? It was kind of funny. It was it was a boyfriend of mine was joking because someone else someone else gave me a teddy bear and he jokingly went to punch the teddy bear, but I was kind of standing. Oh yeah. I moved and then I got the punch. Wow. I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know what's more and upsetting. I loved it. <laughs> you accidentally getting punched or him intending to punch a teddy bear right. <laughs> like those are both pretty dark yeah he was kind of joking about it but should we conference in chuck for this <laughs> yeah, my God, let's see we... what chuck has to say about that he goes can i get your email and i'll send you more information <laughs> <laughs> he like, said what? the bear spray makes it so that their mucus like it affects all their glands like they basically become totally dried out and they can't take deep breaths and it's the inability to inhale that stops them from attacking really and i guess after wow. they've been sprayed they don't come after you again it just sends the message can i tell you what i think these bears could use somatic healing mm. if they just recognized mm. the dryness of their mucus right, right. Greeted it warmly. Sure. Honor let it. Let it pass. Mm -hmm. Ate the hiker. Honor the mucus. <laughs> Slaughter the hiker. <laughs> Shit in the woods. <laughs> Jordan, you said you hadn't read The Artist's Way. I know. <laughs> I was lying. I have read it. And I do know that the three tenets of the great artist are... <laughs> Acknowledge the mucus. Slaughter the hiker. Shit in the woods. Yes. Sorry. Let's Isn't there some kind of measurement tool that's like looks like a capsule but has water in the middle? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a level? Are you talking yes, about like a, a level? Yes, a level. That's how I, what I feel mm -hmm. like the feeling the sternum is. It's water that's trapped. That's a good way oh. to describe it. It's kind of sloshing around mm, in there. Yeah. A level. Yes, to hang a painting or something, right? Yeah. And I think what our anxiety all could use is a beautiful painting hanging, so. <laughs> hanging upon it. Can I tell you, frankly, there is literally nothing in the world other than maybe like walking up to the edge of the Grand Canyon that more fills me with sternum tightness than hanging a painting. <laughs> I feel like I am going to get it wrong. I'm putting it in the wrong place. This is permanent. I don't know how to fix the hole and make it look good again if I mess right. it up. You're like, I know I own my own home, but a landlord will probably <laughs> yell at me no matter how much toothpaste I put in this. A hundred percent. 100. Have you switched out a light in an apartment? Like a fixture? Yeah, fixture. No. Showerhead uh, is as far as I've yeah. gone. Mm, okay. I do recommend that. If Look, if you're an apartment dweller, you're a renter, 
Get yourself a nice shower head, easy to install, really going to upgrade your experience. You can take it with you when you move away. I did that. I still have a shower head that past guest Joe Rendazzo recommended to me when I was in an apartment with a bad shower head. Yeah. Joe Rendazzo took me to Amazon, got me this shower head, and I take it to every apartment. It is that good. Like, and he taught me to shave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then he took me out for a catch. He explained <laughs> sex to me. <laughs> came to your T-ball game. Finally came to my T-ball Somebody came to my T-ball game. Jesus Christ. It's about time. <laughs> I'm 40 years old and playing T-ball over here. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. Well, a couple of things going on right now. Number one, there's an entire Jordan, Jesse Go live show available to you right now on the Maximum Fun YouTube channel. You can watch the entire thing recorded live at MaxFunCon with 20 billion amazing guests. And if you're a MaxFun member, you can listen to the audio in the MaxFun member feed. And uh, if you go on over there to MaxFunStore.com on the front page, you've got about one week left to order our classic trash t-shirt that's right celebrate your favorite classic trash a fishbone with the head still on a banana peel and a can with the top of flippy flopping off classic trash t-shirt is only available until august 18th so if you're listening to this before august 18th and want that handsome classic trash shirt head on over to maxfunstore.com it's right there on the front page it's an incredible t-shirt only this week is when it's available so go to maxfunstore.com Order yours now or forever hold your pee. Anybody who doesn't order it is a little something I like to call a chump. Go to maxfunstore.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people. All on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Manolo... We have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory and uh it's a nice break from reality <laughs> is that are we allowed to say that i don't know it sounds bad it comes with a 100 percent happiness guarantee it does not <laughs> come for the games and stay for the chaos la, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Lizzie Cooperman, eyelash curler. Lizzie, what a joy it has been to have you on the program. Lizzie is the host of Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. Jordan was on it. Why not I, go listen to the episode with Jordan? Jordan's pretty funny. You guy's a talented guy. You probably like that guy. Excellent episode. Jordan was yeah. incredible on it. Please. Yeah, Lizzie's hilarious. Very emotionally warm and open. <laughs> 
and the podcast really does have a have a pretty bonkers premise, which is Lizzie's listeners getting her to try new things, which is very cool. Yeah, I had a blast on the show, and it, it is genuinely really funny and, yes. and a real trip. So yeah, Thank you. I, with I Allison it. Rosen, who was excellent oh, yeah. on it, also one of our faves, one of the greats, one of the greats, Lizzie. I'm excited for this tarot career of yours. Have you thought about adding caricature to the mix? (laughs) No, I don't think I can do that. I feel like you're going to have to. I think that's going to have to be your next move. Photo booth? What about a photo? Get yourself a photo booth. Bring it with you. Get some little mustaches on sticks, some feather boas so people can do a fun one. I think this is going to be great. Lizzie, thank you. Look, you're a great comic. There's no doubt about that. But the money is in photo booths and tarot readings. And <laughs> Please don't conflate work. the two. Okay. These are I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to all the pentacles out there, all the princes, kings. Because yeah, you are you are available for readings. I'm I available. Pers- yes. I would personally love to see in the Reddit comments for this episode, someone who has booked a tarot reading with Lizzie yeah. uh, detail their experience. So go how many pentacles did you get? Yeah. How many servings of gruel? Is there a place people should go if they wanted to book a tarot reading? If you'd like to, a reading, you can go to my website, lizziecooperman.com, L-I-Z-Z-Y Cooperman. I also have a full list of shows there as well. Including Montana, Bear Country. I see this August 20th on your calendar. Yes. In Bozeman. Yes. Please come see me in Montana. I have no idea what to expect. I would love to see you there. Have you ever played the Mountain West? I never have, No. I mean, I think people are going to be coming from Missoula to see this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Idaho. I can only pray. Yeah. Boise. Right. From Boise to Missoula. Maybe down from Canada. Oh, yeah. Which is near there, I think. You know who I think is coming to this fucking show? (laughs) Hmm. I'll tell you. I think Huey Lewis is coming. That would be great. That would be great. Huey, we know you're listening. We know you're out there in uh, Montana. Get to Cooperman's show, Last Best Comedy in Bozeman, Montana, August 20th. You love to laugh. <laughs> what? Of course Huey loves to laugh. What is the power of love, if not laughter? I ask you. We need the news. Thank you. I ask you, fair listener, what is the power of love, if not laughter? Yeah. What does it mean to be hip to be square if it does mm. not mean to laugh? To laugh, yes. To laugh, dear listener, to yes. To laugh. What does it mean to sing the impressions hit, it's all right, if not... <laughs> To see Lizzie Cooperman at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman on August 20th. Uh, Lizzie's podcast is called Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. It's been a delight to have you on the program. Thank you so much, Lizzie. Thank you so much for having me. I loved every second of it. I loved all the wildlife. <laughs> Come on, there's probably one you didn't like. Let's <laughs> let's take some criticism here. Let's take some constructive criticism. What second of the podcast was your least favorite? I had to jump back in and clarify secret pepperoni. <laughs> That's, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know what? I can hear that criticism. You mentioned secret pepperoni and we run past it without having you explain what it is. We just talk about putting it up our asses. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Lizzie? You're right. We should have followed up on secret pepperoni. That shouldn't have been your job. And this week before we go, uh, we have something pretty important to talk about and it 
involves Brian Fernandez. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, our longtime producer on the program. He's here with us. Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Brian actually designed the beautiful classic trash shirt, and he's designed uh, mm-hmm. all of our great shirts that our listeners love. Mm-hmm. A gifted yeah. graphic designer, as well as a gifted producer and writer. Look, everybody in the Jordan Jesse Go audience knows and loves Brian, not least the folks who, who remember hearing his voice penetrating <laughs> the, the walls of our recording studio <laughs> when we were recording in real life together, but also for his, his many, many contributions to the show over the years. It is a very uh, sweet but bittersweet announcement that uh, Brian will now be transitioning from producer of Jordan Jesse Go to producer emeritus of Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go. So, Brian, first and foremost, and above all else, thank you, buddy. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting me do this for so long. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, it's always recording Jordan Jesse goes my favorite hour and a half, two hours of every week. And, uh, you know, I've been really I feel really lucky to have been part of of something that's for this long um, that has been such a constant and such a joy in my life. So yeah, this is a hard day, you know? Yeah. We're, we're always, I mean, I told you this when we talked about this the other day, but coming to work and seeing you, you're my favorite person to come to work mm-hmm. and see, and you brought so much to this show over so many years and we really could not be more grateful. Um, Brian will still be a part of the Jordan Jesse Go family, designing shirts and <laughs> advising our new producer on the program, Daniel Zafrin, on the direction of the show. Nobody knows Jordan Jesse Go like Brian, certainly not me and Jordan who forget <laughs> what happened on the show literally seconds after it happens. <laughs> literally 20 seconds after it happens. I think you'll probably still see Brian around on the social media. I don't think there's anybody that's that's made Jordan Jesse go what it is more than Brian. And um, I mean, it's we've, we've been working together a really long time and yeah, we're just saying thank you to you, Brian. Brian's got a lot of career stuff going on, some podcast stuff, a lot of writing stuff. Brian, very successful uh, television writer, as everyone knows. <laughs> Maybe everyone doesn't know that, but Brian <laughs> is a very successful television writer. He's got a lot of that going on. We're hoping that bringing Daniel, our, our new producer on board, he'll be able to expand the scope of the producer work and your membership money at work and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Brian has been doing yeoman's work since we hired him for next to no money a thousand years ago. We've continued to pay him that same amount of money, almost none, uh, for low these many years. The main thing we want to say is is thank you. Yeah, Brian has has the best attitude in the business. He's he's the nicest guy you've ever met in your life, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely did a great job of not only keeping the show going when it was in person, but also you know transitioning from in person to Zoom, which was. Uh, <laughs> A huge, huge job. And uh, yeah, and the fact that the show is still coming to you today is all Brian. So yeah, we, we love you, pal. And uh, we know that the audience loves you. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're looking forward to the, uh, to the next chapter to see what you contribute down the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, just to kind of say a couple things about, you know, the show and, and what it's meant to me over the years, just real quick is, is, um, I think our audience is, is, is a really special audience and it's whether they know it or not. I know we've been a part of their lives, but they have also been a big part of mine because every week I get to listen to, you know, the 10 to 20 to sometimes 30, uh, momentous occasion calls that we get. And, you know, we put two on the air every week and they're the, the weird, wild outlandish ones are the <laughs> funny ones or the, the, the ones we haven't heard before. But for every one of those, we get, 
a bunch of the, I just bought a new house or I am having a baby or I I'm moving to a new town and I'm scared out of my mind. And it's, it's always been really, really special for me to hear people call in that have such a connection to the show that they want to share their big thing with us. And we can't always put them on the air and always, you know, sort of feel bad about it, but we, we all get it. But, but, you know, it's every week that is also like a really important thing to me. So you know, we talk about it every now and again, but you know, it's, it's like a quiet little part of the show that I don't know that anybody really thinks about that much, but it, it is a quiet honor of mine to be able to like share those. And if I have time respond and it's something that I've been really privileged to do. And, and I think our audience, it's a really special show and it's a really special audience. And so that is something that I'm so happy that I'll be able to stick around and be a part of and like, you know, help out on the fringes and do what I can do as things get crazier in my life. And I can't, you know, put as much time or energy or effort into the show like I really want to or like it deserves. I'm, I'm super stoked to have Daniel on board here and to be able to do what I can when I can and still be a part of this thing because, you know, it is is one of my favorite. I've I've had a, a lot of jobs and I've done a lot of things, but but the constant of JJ Go in, in my life, especially through the pandemic and as we've gone you know, remote and it has ended up being a lot more work and a lot more um, hassle and it's been harder and harder for me to fit into my life. I think the the impact that it has on me and when we did the Walton Goggins song parody and I got to listen to all those songs every week and people were just like one upping and one upping each other. And it was it was just like everyone coming together and, and doing something crazy and cool that I think could only happen on a thing like this that is impossible to describe to people at parties. Um, you know, it's, I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've tried to tell somebody like, oh yeah, I work in this podcast that's, you know, it comes from the time before podcasts needed premises. You know when and, people make fun yeah. of podcasts? Yeah. It's that one. <laughs> but it's good. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it never gets easier to describe yeah. this thing to people, but, but uh, I, it is, uh, it's always been a, a big part of my life and I'm, I'm really thankful for it. So thank you guys for creating something like this and for keeping it going and for, I know that you guys are very dedicated and very and and bring so much of yourselves to the show. And I always tried to meet that and honor that with with my contribution to the show off mic and in the behind the scenes. And so I'm excited about about what we can do going forward with with Daniel on board and and me kind of filling in the gaps around the fringes. So I that's yeah, I, I think uh, I think this is something we've talked about on air, but also something that we talk about interpersonally is that we, we really do like the community of people who listens to this show. It's a real privilege that we do something on the Internet that has attracted nice cool people and i think that the fact that they they've embraced you brian like they have <laughs> is uh points in their favor it really is proof how cool they actually are and the fact that they love you as much as we do is i think a really cool aspect of our listeners so yeah we yeah. we, we want to thank you for all the good vibes and yeah and thank you brian and uh yeah we're, we're looking forward to working with daniel he's got a great yeah. podcast called la meekly it is an la history podcast nice. that you uh don't have to live in la to enjoy but if you do <laughs> uh, you'll double enjoy it and we're really looking forward to uh the next phase of the show and hopefully a lot yeah. of a lot of cool fun stuff coming your way in the coming months it's gonna be great Bro jordan i don't know if you know this i know brian has heard this story <laughs> one that i think of often when i think of the early days of my work you know i the maximum fun used to just be me it was jordan on the air doing jordan jesse go with me 
and you know the Casper Hauser guys writing some sketches, audio recording them for me to produce. But like functionally, it was me in this apartment in Koreatown, and eventually a dog, <laughs> and you know sometimes my wife Teresa. And we had an internship program, which was a guy had emailed me and asked if he could be an intern, and I emailed him back and said, uh, just so you know. <laughs> I don't really have a job here. <laughs> Is that Chris and Bowman? That was uh, the Tim, the guy before oh, Chris, Tim. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we had this, let's call it a fledgling internship program, <laughs> which involved people who emailed me out of the blue <laughs> and asked if they could hang out at my apartment while I, while I made podcasts. I think when Brian applied uh, for that program, we maybe we got two two applications and one of them was like a guy who didn't reply when we emailed him back or something. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked Teresa to do this interview and interviewed Brian and I went to Teresa after we interviewed Brian. And I mean, you know, anyone, anyone who's known Brian knows that the first time you meet him, you're a bit odd. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) Teresa and I had this conversation that was the subject of the conversation is this fucking guy for real. (laughs) (laughs) We could not figure it out whether Brian was for real. We decided that our course of action was that we would have a second interview with Brian. We would say, we're interested in hiring you, but we have one question for you, which is, are you fucking for real? <laughs> Basically, we didn't swear when we yeah. said it. Oh, my God. And uh, Brian pretty much said yes, he was. <laughs> and it, he absolutely was. And, you know, Brian and I worked together in my tiny apartment for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And that was before, that was comfortably before Brian ever came to work on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Even. Yeah, because you guys were, were recording it out of the second bedroom. And so you didn't need anyone, you know, you didn't need anyone yeah. to push the button. I was running the board while <laughs> we were recording. And, you know, when I think about that story, I think about two things. One of them is that the spirit that Brian brought to those conversations, of which I was deeply cynically suspicious... He has brought to every moment that we have worked together on this show and elsewhere in Max Fun. And it remains incredible to me. And besides that, as Maximum Fun has grown and Jordan and my careers have grown and and we've all gone from being young idiots to Mm -hmm. uh, middle-aged idiots, I have gotten to see Brian grow extraordinarily professionally from... The kind of doofus who couldn't figure out how to make it through his last year of Christian college (laughs) and who was, you know, I mean, like a lot of us in Los Angeles, like had a pretty decent idea of what he was running from, but not that great of an idea of what he was running to (laughs) or how to run into an incredible professional who's given this show and his other work, both in podcasting and elsewhere, um, his his incredible skills and dedication and hard work. So thanks, Brian. We love you. I love you. And I'm glad that you're going to stick around and and help us in the future. And um, uh, thanks for already helping Daniel. And uh, thanks for 
10 or 100 years or however long. <laughs> however long it, felt, your... it felt like 100, but it's, I think it's <laughs> yeah. been 12. I think it was yeah. September of Sounds 2010 right. or something like that, 2011. Um, yeah, never forget, as they say. <laughs> yeah, never forget, never forget. Okay, well, yeah. it's bittersweet news, yeah. but we're not losing Brian entirely. No, Brian is producer around. emeritus of Jordan Jessica. I can't, so... I can't quit JJ Go. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't unsubscribe. <laughs> no. <laughs> like so many before you. <laughs> and welcome aboard to Daniel. Yeah. Uh, everybody be nice to Daniel when you send in those emails and voicemails. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just tell him to go fuck himself because he's not Brian. <laughs> I mean, obviously he can go fuck himself because he's not Brian. But, oh. you know, he's Daniel. He's yeah. got new things to bring to the table. So mm-hmm. thanks, Brian. We're, we'll thanks. have Look, in a few months when the dust is settled, we're, we'll have Brian as a guest. And you can yeah. see what a talented, funny dude he is. <laughs> Many of my fondest Brian memories involve the three of us in a cafe at 3 p.m. when we have an 8 p.m. show uh, <laughs> writing jokes together while Brian also throws together the PowerPoint mm-hmm. to run behind us on the screen and does a fucking great job. So yeah, Brian's got a lot to bring to the table yet. And um, thanks, bud. Our producer on Jordan, Jesse Go, Daniel Zafrin, producer emeritus, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. You can find us on Instagram at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. If you want to give us a call, the phone number 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. Or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximum fun.org. I think that's everything, Jordan. We'll talk to everybody next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.